Welcome to the sixth episode of the Strobe Light series. Our next guest has been a talk show host herself. She's also a serial entrepreneur. She runs an art gallery, a very, very popular one in Bangalore. She's also a healthy lifestyle practitioner and an influencer. And very recently, she has started something called a vegan market. If you haven't guessed who she is already, let me introduce you to Namukini. Welcome to the show, Namu. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to meet you after so many years. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. In a different avatar. I feel like I'm, I've taken over your spot from the talk show. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so how was doing the talk show? Are we good to see you back in the talk show host avatar? Well, I hope to, you know, uh, revive, it. Yeah, revive my talk show at some point. But I'm being a little patient with that because I have my hands full. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure, you know, it's an intrinsic part of who I am. Right. And um, yeah, it'll be back at some point. You'll yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like I said in the introduction, you wear so many hats, right? You know, to be honest, Anupama, I've just never fit into any sort of a mold uh, in my life. And I've learned that in my early 20s. I could just never uh, climb the corporate ladder. Okay. Okay. And if you draw a circle and uh, you can cut it up into different pies, okay, and each pie represents the different areas in your life that you need to be conscious of and improve on mm -hmm. constantly to feel balanced. Okay. You know, so you have to, for example, you have to take care of your finances, but it's as important to take care of your social life. Mm. And then you have to do something for the community, mm. you know, in terms of social work or however it is that you want to com contribute or give. Right. And then your family life. And then you have to pursue your own interests. Okay. As soon as I discover the balance wheel of life, it um, it is something that I could really relate to. And um, and in fact, sometimes I I host online workshops on this because this is a, a topic that I'm really passionate about. I feel like everyone can really benefit once you know this concept. It really click and it can click. You can really uh, work on leading a very balanced life. You yeah. know, you can't overdo it in any one area. So, um, so some of these things, you, you know, you're talking about my interests. So some remain as interests. You know, it can be just a hobby. Uh, you know, kinkini for me is very fulfilling in so many ways mm. uh, because uh, it allows me, it's a creative outlet for me. Uh, it's an expression. I also get to... Um, you know, interact with people whom I consider very interesting and it enriches my life. I went to, a, you know, like a Catholic school in uh, Bangalore. It's, you, you lead a very sheltered life. Of course, yeah. Right? And yeah. where would I meet these artists from the heart of West Bengal, from villages across the country right. who could barely speak English? So it's really been an eye-opener for me and now it's been 18 years. You know, the clients whom I've been able to build relationships with, right. uh, they come from very interesting walks of life. 
So uh, nothing has been a typical job. In fact, I really am very fortunate to uh, enjoy what I do. Right. But I feel like I've also just I've also made it happen. I've kind of listened to uh, the feedback and the signals, and I've kind of designed my life to uh, suit myself. Let's come back to Kinkini. That's sort of been the mainstay of your life. You know, the, I have to tell you, we were sitting in this very room, okay. and Vivek and I. We, I think I was uh, 25 years old. We had just moved back from okay. the US to start something. We didn't okay. know what, you know, quite what it was going to be, but we were young and we were very romantic about the idea of starting something. And it was, uh, it was called, you know, what was that? India Inc. And you know, there was mm. this whole like, you know, movement of uh, NRIs coming, coming back, back, you yeah. know, to India because there was so much opportunity and really we had no clue. But uh, we were really hopeful and naive. And uh, we said, oh, let's start something in the world of design. And as you know, Vivek is a designer. Yeah. And uh, we said, you know, but uh, there were all of these cool, trendy uh, uh, companies popping up everywhere in India with these like one word cool names. And we said, no, we don't want to be like that. We want to come up with something uh, memorable and unique and that mm. has a good ring to it. And I had always uh, promised my father, whose name is Naveen Kinney, mm. uh, that I would grow up. I mean, this is when I was two or th you know, three, four years old, that I would grow up and you know, start a company called Kinney mm. and make his name famous. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> so I, you know, so when we were looking for a name, I said, oh, you know, I promised my father, so let's let's call it Kinney. And then I said, let's call it Kinney and Kinney. Mm. And then we just played around with the name Kinney. Mm. And that's how we came with Kin Kinney because yeah. it just, it, it became so unique. And instead of I's, you know, Kinney is K-I-N-I. -I, we yeah. made it K-Y-N. Yeah. Yeah. So which made it very unique and it's unique to look at or yeah. to even the, the way you say it. Right. Yeah. And it always reminds me of the ring of a bell. Yes, no? and it, it does mean the, the sound of bells. bells. Um, and I think that's also, it's very beautiful and also auspicious. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so did, when you started Kinkini, did you have a particular focus in mind in terms of what kind of artist did you want to represent or what kind of art did you want to promote? Vivek and I were very young when we started Kinkini. I was 25 and other gallerists were literally twice my age. I did not have a background in art curation or in art history. I had studied economics. You know, and in fact, my mother-in-law introduced me to the first group of artists, maybe five of them. And I was very intimidated. Mm. I thought for sure they would just say no to working mm. with me. But, mm. you know, uh, they were all just very wonderful and down to earth. I'm talking about people like JMS Money and uh, Jasu Rawal and uh, G Subramanian. Yeah. They all said yes. Mm. And in the first day itself, we sold a few paintings and the highest value was 15,000. And I was completely floored that anybody would trust me to, yes. you know, to buy art from me. I was just a kid. And, but I have to say that, you know, um, each milestone was a stepping stone, you know, with each painting sold, it gave me a lot more confidence to, uh, you know, um, recruit more artists mm. and, and work with them no matter uh, how old I was or <laughs> how yeah. much experience I yeah. lacked. It didn't matter. And, um, in any, I, in any case, I'm fairly fearless, I think, you know, so <laughs> I've grown yeah. up that way. Yeah. But uh, every little success would feed me mm. uh, to, you know, just go for it.
Hi, today we're going to be talking about one of our favorite artists, Basuki Das Gupta. Uh, we've worked with him for over 17 years now, and he's been through quite a journey. But let me start with the early years and tell you about where he's from, what his works are truly about. Uh, he's from a small town called Bishnupur, a few hours away from Calcutta, which is famous for its terracotta temples. So he's grown up around art, craft, and texture. So it was only natural that in his college years, he went to Kalabhavan in Shantaniketan and studied under the Bengal masters like Jogain Chaudhary, Suhas Roy, Lalu Prasad Shaw, and studied mural making under K.G. Subramaniam himself. So Basuki did his bachelor's in painting and his master's degree in mural making. Uh, and what he's achieved right now is uh, a marriage of the two mediums. It's, uh, it's almost like a painted mural on canvas. And that's something that he's developed over the years. Uh, in his artworks uh, that you'll see, they're, they're very textured. And uh, his subjects often range from the goddess Durga, all of the women in his life, really interesting animals, landscapes, abstracts, foliage, and flowers. The relationships that I've built with uh, the artists and, um, and our clients right. have been kind of a central part of what we do at Kinkini. It's not just about a transaction. Um, some of my artists were struggling to make 15,000 rupees a month 18 years ago when mm -hmm. we started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we made it, um, it was a challenge for us. You know, we took it on, you know, not just to make ourselves successful financially. We wanted to give them um, financial stability. Uh, and uh, and as an artist, it's, there's no guaranteed paycheck either. Yeah. It could be 15,000, it could be 5,000, it could be zero. Right? Right now, artists are really respected. Mm. People fly them around the world in business class and they put them up in five-star hotels to host these art camps. But it was different back Those then. Days, yeah, yeah. You know, they were not even uh, held in the type of high regard that they are right now. Mm. So um, within two years, we were able to host a few exhibitions with artists who normally were, you know, faced with closed doors by other galleries, mm. maybe because of the medium or their style, or maybe they just weren't famous enough. Yeah. You yeah. know, so we took the risk to promote some of these artists. And within a short period of time, we, you know, they were able to perhaps, you know, purchase a piece of land or build a house with the type of, you know, money we were able to pay Give them. them. Yeah, yeah. So that has been really, you know, for somebody in their 20s, that was really very gratifying to me as, you know, in terms of, you know, like fulfilling your purpose in life, Absolutely. you know, yeah. uh, I was always kind of sensitive to that and searching for that because I always felt that it's not my purpose in life only to, you know, pursue one side, which is just financial, like my own gain, you know, or just, you know, my family life. It's never been about silos and just one right. thing. Um, yeah, that's... That's pretty much what it's all about. How was COVID in terms of your art business? Did, did you do well? Did you have to step back and think of pivoting the business? 
How was it? So before COVID hit, we had relaunched as, a, as an online platform. And of course, we didn't know what was in store for right. us. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we just uh, turned up the dial in terms of we got really smart with our uh, online, online reach. Yeah. Fortunately, COVID has been great for business. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, initially when Kinkini grew, it was through word of mouth. Every client mm. brought our next two clients, mm. you know, or our next five. And it was through recommendation that we built trust. But now we built trust through the type of content that we put out online, right. through the stories that we tell yeah. about ourselves, our clients, our artists. And we have several clients from around the country and around the world. Mm. So um, it's been an exciting time for us and our artists. So you said COVID has been good for art. So what, did people buy more art during COVID? Uh, yes, actually. So, you know, um, in the past 18 years also, art has appreciated a lot. Mm. So, you know, we, we had started as an affordable art gallery. Mm. And those same artists who were selling, remember I said for 15,000, mm. now a painting will be about 1.5 lakhs, mm. you know, or maybe it will be 3 lakhs, mm. right? Uh, so, um, uh, I think a lot of people were spending a lot more time at home and decided to invest in the space that they were spending the most time in. Right. And uh, perhaps they would have uh, saved some money, you know. Right. Um, because so there was no travel. And... No travel, yes, and no no unnecessary expenditures, you right. know. Nothing extravagant happened right. in two years. You know, no fancy weddings to travel to. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. even host a fancy wedding. I no milestone know. birthdays. You introducing a concept called a shopping fast. Oh yeah, and I think we were we was we were forced, forced to go on a shopping Absolutely, fast. it was good. And uh, you know, in the beginning, the market did fluctuate. Yeah. So again, so for the first few months, people may not have been buying art, but very soon, right. it it went back up, and people were confident. Art is something that's pleasing. You know, you love to put it on your walls, but it also has an intrinsic value, right? And um, some artists work appreciates better or you get a better return on investment so how do you determine that or how can can i determine it when i'm buying you should do your own research on an artist mm -hmm. um, uh, preferably by talking to the gallerist mm -hmm. and uh, you know understanding the artist's journey how if you're looking at it purely from an investment point of view mm -hmm. um, you should you know understand where they began how uh, how long it took them for their um, art to appreciate. Mm. You should understand their style because it's not, it's a lot of artists do price per square foot. Mm -hmm. But uh, a trained curator or a gal gallerist whom you can trust and build yes. a relationship with will be able to tell you which painting would be better, which artwork would be better between two or three. Mm. You know, there is a reason. There, there are several artworks in an artist studio, but a curator will only pick a few. Correct. Yeah. You know, so um, you have to do your research, work with a gallery that you can trust mm -hmm. and you need to agree with the gallerist and always mm. buy what you love. It's mm. not the same as, you know, when Priya will advise me to invest in a certain mutual fund. Yeah. It's not like there's any love there. You know, yeah. I trust her advice. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, if you just go by... Um, a trend or what the Joneses are buying, you know, that's when often you make a mistake. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay. So if there's so a reason, it should appeal to you. It should appeal to you because then it will likely appeal to someone else. Should the time come that you want to sell it, hmm. sometimes people sell just to replace with another artwork, and that's right. how they keep their collection yeah. moving. Another um, facet of you that most people sort of recognize you for, which is you know inspiring us all to eat healthy, and. Uh, adopt a sort of active lifestyle so what got you started on this sort of eating healthy journey you know the thing is um my my husband and i have always wanted to uh be adventurous as a family hmm. right and for the longest time we were waiting for our kids to grow up and catch up with us <laughs> we're sort of still waiting for the younger one but you know we just wanted to be my husband has always been into you know Cycling fitness and, and sport fitness, yeah, yeah a lot more than me a lot more than i was exposed to as a kid but you know i just wanted us to be the type of family that you know when we travel we go hiking we go cycling and um you know uh, and to do all of these things you have to be fit and uh so like i said i don't know life's just been a journey you know the more research you do the more people you meet and you kind of grow I'm vegan and I eat and not just vegan I won't eat anything vegan I I'm plant based so yeah. I I just eat a lot of fruits and veggies and whole foods hmm. that's what uh, I believe in and and I and I guess that you know anything that I'm excited about um I try to kind of amplify and share that message with the yeah. world and that's a part of who I am yeah so um uh yeah so that's you know i guess that's how i started the vegan market as well you know yeah. and uh, that's something that again started in the pandemic mm. and um it's not like i had some big goal to to do that it wasn't really on my to do list for a very long time um i just started namu recommends as an instagram page media, right yeah, yeah yeah because um i just wanted it was during the pandemic and i just felt like i wanted to do something to help small businesses mm. and i thought that would make me feel better mm. you know and feel productive in some way you know and and i started discovering so many because in my home um my husband turned vegan mm. uh, uh you know about a year after i did and then my daughter turned vegan at about i think the age of 9 she's also she was also just a kid and you know there's so many temptations birthday parties yes. where she would you know refuse to eat the birthday cake and uh, all of the treats that she was used to you know and so i made a big effort to make sure that she didn't feel deprived at home and that's how i discovered and so and during the pandemic there was just so many new brands mm, uh, that true. you know um, started in home kitchens and grew organically and again very fast mm. it was very good for small businesses and home businesses as you know yeah and um, and i like i said relationships are very important to me so all of these people who i you know order from my Swiggy and Danzo friends, you know, they all became my friends, and mm. um, and I naturally, you know, would take on a role of mentoring them because I wanted to see their businesses grow, mm. and uh, and then of course I'd put my friends on to them, and then you know I found that social media was a great way to again amplify this message, right. yeah, and uh, yeah, within a few months it uh, turned into something much larger, and you know now it's a market. Mm. Um, 
you know, th there are so many influences in this market. I spent time in New York before we moved back to India. We lived in New York and mm. almost every weekend in the summer, there were these like they would close off a couple of blocks and mm. they would have these fun, fun street fairs, street markets right. where there'd be all sorts of exciting stalls with like, you know, trinkets and random things that you don't have to buy. And, mm. But, mm. Uh, you know, it, you have this feeling of... Um, you know, living in a city mm. and being part of a community and, you know, everybody just naturally feels happy. Right. Right? Yeah. You enjoy the weather. And uh, uh, so I, I started this, but I guess, you know, what makes it stand apart is that I'm, I'm naturally a curator. Mm. So, you know, the same skills that I bring to Kinkini, I bring to the vegan market. market. And so I, I, try to create a space where you know every single stall is really exciting and that the the customer will come in and feel like they discovered something themselves like yes. you know and yeah. some of these brands we had teenagers enjoy the market we had people in their 20s 30s all the way up to grandma and grandpa yeah it was like a family day out no? yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't have to drag you know it's not like you had to leave the kids at home because right. they wouldn't like it because it was really fun there are food stalls there's makeup there's clothes there's composting i mean it's yeah the whole spectrum yeah and your daughter has also turned an entrepreneur yeah <laughs> so my younger daughter surya she started a business called cakes for kindness and again it's nothing we didn't give her the idea mm. she was also at home during the pandemic and um uh she too you know she, she just felt the need to um she's a big animal activist mm. you know and she as a coping mechanism of being really lonely and unable to uh, interact with her friends, she decided to bake uh, vegan brownies and go door to door in our building community and sell them. Okay. And I decided that I'm not going to try and sell them for her. Like, Good. I'm not going to pull any strings with my neighbors and saying, you better buy her brownies. I'm like, this is your thing. Good luck. And so she went door to door and she started selling these brownies. And uh, so she keeps half the profit mm -hmm. and half the profit goes to various charities. Okay. Wow. And by the way, she's very generous with <laughs> giving. Okay. So yeah. um, she, you know, it gave her a lot of confidence. I can't right. even tell you that it really changed her life. And of course, we're really proud. So a lot of what you do, value, money, return on investment on art, you seem to be quite well versed in uh, money matters. But why did you choose to, you know, come to Peak Alpha for financial planning advice? Priya was originally a friend. Yes. And um, from the beginning, I've been very on top of my fina finances, thanks to my father. Mm. So he's, uh, you know, my first paycheck that came through. Firstly, I was so shocked. This is in New York. And mm. I was like, but where's... Where's, you know, so much of it went in taxes. <laughs> I didn't know that would happen straight yeah. out of my paycheck and it yeah. was so upsetting. And then, you know, I, I, it just disappeared in my spending, okay? Yeah. Like, it would just disappear, my paycheck. And then my father was the one in the first or second month. He said, you know, but what about saving? You know, mm. why don't you save a little? And then I said, oh, should I save $150? Mm. And then he's like, no, it should be more than that. Mm. And... You know, so he encouraged me to save and then he left it at that. Hmm. Okay. But then it just, you know, got me thinking about um, saving money. And it, I didn't know much about mutual funds and all in my early 20s. Um, but, um, but, you know, my husband and I started, I would say, 
saving pretty aggressively, especially for New Yorkers, mm. because many of my friends, they said, oh, we live in New York. We've, we've decided not to save because we just want to live it up. Mm. But I feel like many of them may have regretted it later because now I see the type of situations my, your, my friends can, you know, some of them have gotten into because yeah. of the lack of, uh, you know, good financial practices. Mm. So, um, and then, you know, uh, we were able to start Kinkini with our own savings, mm. which was, you know, quite amazing. And uh, it was a good feeling. And, you know, as soon as we could invest some of that money, we started working with some banks. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they have their investment advisory, right? Mm. And we didn't really, I was not that well versed. And we got into some, um, you know, sort of, I mean, I have to say we were kind of conned into investing in mm. some sort of these schemes. Uh, that didn't make sense that, to you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we lost quite a lot of money, um, you know, in, in, and, and so this was in the first, like, I would say, few years of investing. And then, in fact, we had invited Priya Sundar to uh, give some talks at Kinkini. So we yeah. had something called the Kinkini Culture Club where we wanted to enrich uh, our uh, clients' lives you know, again, with various, various aspects of life. So we just uh, appreciated her um, approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, Priya was anyway somebody who we could trust. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as, you know, we started exploring the idea of working with her, um, uh, it was very reassuring the kind of approach that uh, Peak Alpha takes uh, when, uh, you choose the type of funds that you recommend yeah. and the way, um, and it's not just about, you know, you, you talk about financial goals mm. and not, and it's not just about saving. It's also about how you want to live your life. Mm. How do you see the next few decades ahead? What kind of a lifestyle do you want to lead? Mm. What are your responsibilities for your children? Not one single financial advisor from these big banks, would go through this with us hmm. budgeting so it's it's been about seven or eight years that we've worked with Priya and uh, we've um, really appreciated the method the research that goes behind um, you know uh, the recommendations that are made mm -hmm. and also the reporting that we have access to our entire portfolio as yes. well as our expenses our entire net worth um, and um, the way that uh, our uh, quarterly meetings are handled, hmm. you know, um, it really is in a very responsible way. I feel like, you know, our experience with the previous banks was really very scary hmm. because you work so hard uh, to save and that's your retirement money. Maybe that's, you know, for your uh, uh, kid's education. It's your emergency fund. Yeah. And the way, uh, you know, some advisors can be extremely irresponsible with that amount of money. Yeah, you know? hard-earned money. Yes. yes. You know, and, you know, once you've seen it go, uh, go yeah. and disappear from you in a very sort of a casual way, mm. uh, then you, you really look for somebody who you can trust and work with. So um, uh, it's been a wonderful experience. And... Uh, 
uh, of course, our portfolio the past few years, you know, have been good with with several uh, uh, sort of hiccups along the way with the market that is. Mm. But then, you know, we we are always sort of we are in it for the long, long run. Long, yeah. And uh, uh, Priya will always give you a very realistic uh, sort of view of uh, what is happening, what's going on, without padding the information at all. Mm. You know, so mm. uh, the, the, if if there's one word that comes to my mind, it's it's trust. Mm. You also said that you're very, um, when it comes to money, you're very wise. You've you started saving early. So what are some of the life learnings when it comes to money that you want to share with our viewers? Uh, that women should save. I mean, everybody should save. But I'm a woman and I, um, my closest friends are women. And most of them didn't save. Hmm at all their paychecks just went in clothes and uh, holidays and things that are no longer with them yeah yeah <laughs> along with you know putting your resume together and training people on how to get a job and business communication there should be uh, yeah. some tips some basic on... you know uh, advice on how to handle your finances Correct. And I've seen, you know, my little cousins, they would get their first job at Infosys. Immediately, they'll buy a Louis Vuitton bag. You know, they'll save their first lakh and boom, it's out, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, I would just, it just should be the other way. Boom, that she should have saved that one lakh. <laughs> and, and now it would be worth 50 lakhs I if know. she invested it right, you yeah. know. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, now there are all sorts of, like financial clubs and yeah. places where you can, you know, uh, gain a lot more knowledge and mm. uh, it can be intimidating, but there are places now that you can yeah, educate you can yourself. Advice. It could be a podcast. It could be a group that physically meets. There's just so much information, mm. you know. Something that you also said was that you were in control of your uh, money right from the beginning and you started saving early, which was, I think... Very good. Yes, I mean, I would literally check my credit card statement um, every other day to make sure that I wasn't, you know, overspending. And yeah, then I would yeah. check my bank balance. And, you know, there are people who, who still don't do that. Mm. And they get surprised when they get their credit card bill. And I never paid the minimum amount due. Mm. I mean, I would always pay the Clear entire. Yeah. yeah. So never, never live beyond your means. You know, if you have to delete social media, you know, delete that because you don't have to keep up with anybody or how they are spending. You don't know who is broke. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, just take care of your own finances and keep your savings, you know, as large as possible. And in the same way, you know, if I had to com uh, compare investing in art and, you know, Kinkini and, and Peak Alpha, you know, get a good advisor. So something that I still haven't done for example, the stock market, mm. I would never get into something like day trading mm. unless I had done enough research and I'm a professional day trader. Correct. I would quit everything that I, I've done and I would, you know, immerse myself in that. But just because your best friend's buddy is doing that and made a lot of money, you know, I would not advise, um, you know, investing in, in something that you're not an expert at. So uh, I would not be able to pick my own, you know, create my own portfolio. Mm. And that's why I work with someone who I can trust yeah. and also who has the history. Now, you know, I've worked with her, uh, Peak Alpha, for, for so long and it's been really good for our portfolio. And so right. we will continue to. So what about new forms of art like NFTs? 
are people ready for it i think it's all very ambiguous right now mm. um i don't think we can ignore it but um it's 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 in a similar space it's it's a few years behind cryptocurrency obviously mm. but we don't really know where cryptocurrency is going to go mm. so you know people advise that you don't put more than 1% of your portfolio in cryptocurrency and that's if you want to play with fire mm. you know so it could it it could you know it could do really well and it can appreciate by a thousand percent but it could go down to zero so you shouldn't miss it yeah right and i think that the nft market is going to uh, fluctuate a lot and uh, but then it will correct itself over okay. the next few years so what's next from namukini um, do we see a physical space uh, of the art gallery coming back Uh yeah we're really I mean I guess this is the first place we're announcing it we are reopening the gallery Oh lovely and uh later this year we are opening a physical space Okay um you know and the reason we're doing that is to do justice to um the incredible artwork see we've always had a sort of a museum kind of a feel mm. without uh in- intimidating our uh clients you know everyone is welcome to come and feel comfortable to you know come in and enjoy and appreciate art so um the you know we're working with a, a lot of our artists have been creating very large scale artwork of 6 feet 8 feet and sometimes i mean you can imagine you would agree with me that it's very difficult to sort of um uh communicate this sort of visual detail on a website very and true. and most yeah. of our viewers actually view it on their mobile device mm. so imagine on a screen that's this big to kind of picture what an 8 foot painting uh would be like would right. how do you experience that type of art and that has to be in person mm. so um i do you know i mean where there are there are online auctions and i think it's wonderful yeah but the space that we want to be in we 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 like um you know to have the hybrid model mm. because like i said we're all about relationships we we've missed meeting our clients in person and our artists in person and of course you know enjoying and sharing this type of uh, artwork with other people in person and that's something that the artists want as well i remember the lovely wine and cheese events you used to have that was such a great time to meet people also meet the artist and understand you know his perspective on or the story behind the painting which yes. is so interesting yes yes yeah so i'm really looking forward to that thank you so much we us too about healthy eating okay <laughs> okay um what are the three things that you would recommend we keep at our desks when hunger pangs strike in office um yellow key bananas something that i don't have to slave over the stuff yeah. making yeah yellow key banana how's okay. that <laughs> yes done okay uh you can keep a handful of like nuts you can make your own trail mix with some walnuts and some raisins and okay. uh almonds possible and uh you know you can come to one of my vegan markets and buy a <laughs> snack <laughs> and support some small businesses that's a great idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you get your children to you said uh one of your daughters turned vegan at 9 how do you get them to uh, you know eat healthy so yeah it's I think it's all by example. Mm. So my husband and I we eat pretty healthy and you know our salad bowls are this big mm. and uh we eat the rainbow and 
we don't expect everyone to you know we got here at this stage of our lives mm. but my husband used to drink coca cola you know bottles of coca cola and we used to eat you know complete crap at their age i didn't know anything about nutrition yeah. right and i was sort of eating junk food so it's you i don't think you can tell them anything but they're watching you right. so now you know surya eats a salad for lunch every day mm mm-hmm. and uh she takes popcorn for snack and she drinks a smoothie when she gets home from school wow. and then yeah even my other daughter eats salad for lunch every day and um you know so they'll have to make their own mistakes but i don't think you can tell them too much because hmm. i mean you can tell a toddler what to do but you can't tell teenagers what to do so That's you stupid. can just sort of lead by example and keep your fingers crossed and then it's their journey <laughs> yeah and so if one were to cheat would you recommend you cheat for a meal uh, a one meal a week or one day a week oh um i would say one meal <laughs> one meal a week yeah one okay. meal and it depends on you know what is a cheat i guess you can pick it but you have to take care of your soul as well like you know if you want a chana bhatura that's going to make you really happy or if it's a rum and coke for someone you know whatever it is yeah. um but you have to be happy <laughs> but thank you namu for giving us so much information about art about healthy eating and money um and it's always lovely to talk to you and uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, Namu recommends vegan market. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Namu Kini. If you have suggestions, comments, compliments, please do write in to us at hello@pcalpha.com. Please also do check us out on our social media handles on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also, we'd love to hear who you'd like to see next on the Strobe Light show. So, communicate with us write to us and do check us out on the podcast as well on spotify until next time then thanks for joining us and stay safe